Hello, you're listening to the Slow American English Podcast with Colleen. The goal of this podcast is to entertain you while boosting your English vocabulary. I will talk about a variety of topics, so sit back, relax, and thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Slow American English Podcast with Colleen. A few weeks ago, I was able to visit Rome, Italy for six days. So today's episode is about my trip and the things I did and saw while on vacation. So first, I want to explain that I was not supposed to be in Rome for this vacation. I was planning to visit St. Petersburg, Russia, but because of the war happening with Ukraine, I canceled this trip and went to Rome instead. So. Had I been planning a trip to Rome all along, I would have gone during a colder time of year. The weather was a bit too warm for me at the end of April, so I had to work around that during my trip. So I arrived at the Leonardo da Vinci airport on Sunday, April 24th. The airport is nice and large, and unlike the airport in Frankfurt, Germany, I did have to go through customs border control to get my passport stamped. I am still surprised that I did not have to do this upon arriving in Germany. Anyway, I was able to find the train station easily and took the express train to Termini Station in the city center. From Termini Station, which is the main train station in the city, I had to walk about two miles or 3.2 kilometers to get to my Airbnb. This was a bit far, but I was okay with it because I got to see a lot of the city this way. I arrived at my Airbnb and dropped off my backpack. Then I went for a walk to explore. On that first day, I can't even remember what I saw. I just remember 
being so excited to finally be walking the streets of Rome. I didn't seek out any tourist attractions or famous things. I just wandered around looking at all of the things around me. Rome is so beautiful and old. Compared to where I live in Minnesota, it is very different. Here in Minnesota, the buildings are mostly new and modern. They are all like a box (laughs) with the windows. There is not much character or interesting designs. This is completely opposite of Rome. Every building on every street seemed beautiful to me. That first day, I was so exhausted from traveling and so hot from walking around in the sun, I went to sleep early without even eating anything. I just needed to rest. Day two in Rome, I got up early and left my Airbnb to do some more walking. I had a tour booked through Airbnb called Alternative Ancient Rome Tour, hosted by a British guy named Ben. I ended up being one of two people taking the tour, which made the tour even better. It was just the three of us walking around the city. This was a great way to sort of dip my toes into Rome. I learned about some things that I wouldn't otherwise know, such as many of the ancient statues around the city are even older than Rome itself. It's because the ancient Romans stole these statues from Egypt. Also, the famous Mouth of Truth stone face was actually the cover of a sewer drain. (laughs) So, when every tourist puts their hand in the mouth, they are putting their hand where the sewer would have been coming out. (laughs) So gross. I also saw Circus Maximus on this tour, which was once the largest stadium in the world. It could seat 150,000 spectators. This stadium is where ancient Romans would watch chariot races, 
gladiator fights, and other athletic activities. On my way back to my Airbnb, I had my first Italian gelato, which was ginger and lemon, and it was delicious. (laughs) After resting for about an hour, I decided to search for my first Italian meal. I really wanted to try the famous local pasta called cacio e pepe, or cheese and black pepper. The dish is so simple, but so delicious. There was a nice restaurant just a block from my Airbnb, so I went there. I was seated at a table in a small room of the restaurant with just one other large family in the room. While waiting for my meal to come out, I noticed the group at the large family table slowly started singing. It was just one person at first, but then eventually the entire table joined in. They were singing in Italian, so I couldn't understand the song, but it was like something out of a movie. You know, American Girl's first time in a Roman restaurant and the locals are putting on a show for her. (laughs) It was so funny, but it made my first meal in Rome a memorable one. And then my pasta arrives, and it was just as delicious as I imagined. I ended that second day with some more exploring, taking photos of the interesting things around me. Day three in Rome was a busy one. (laughs) It started with a tour at the Vatican Museum. It was awesome to see all of these old paintings, sculptures, and tapestries. I was delighted to see the Vatican has a painting by one of my favorite artists, Fernando Botero. He paints all of the people in his paintings as really fat. (laughs) I think it's interesting. I saw the ceilings painted by Raphael and Michelangelo and the famous Sistine Chapel. Honestly, if you do want to visit the Vatican Museum, I would recommend doing a private tour that starts early in the morning. My tour started at 8 a.m. and it was so crowded 
And the group I was in had probably 25 people. So I didn't get to photograph all of the things I would have liked to. And sometimes it made it hard to hear and see what the tour guide was showing us. But overall, it was a really nice experience. I did not end up seeing the inside of St. Peter's Basilica. I thought I would save it for another day, but then just ran out of time. <laughs> so definitely, I will go back someday. <laughs> Next, I took the subway down to the Colosseum. I found a restaurant nearby and had my first real Italian pizza. Although, I know my opinion is not popular, <laughs> I have to say that it was just okay. I have had better pizza in the US. What? <laughs> yes. You heard me right. The pizza was definitely delicious, but not the best pizza I've ever had. So, that was just a little disappointing. So, after walking around some of the side streets near the Colosseum, I found a spot in the shade to people watch. One thing that is funny to me when I was in Germany, I kept getting mistaken for being German. People would walk up to me and start speaking to me in German, asking me questions. And every time I had to ask them to speak English, they would get a surprised look on their face and walk away. But in Italy, it was completely the opposite. Every person who walked up to me would immediately speak to me in English. <laughs> they could tell right away that I was not a local Italian. I wasn't wearing anything that made me look like a tourist. So, I guess it was my light hair and skin. It was just really interesting to me how people perceived me in both countries based on my appearance. So, then it was time for me to see the Colosseum. I bought the ticket that allowed me to go out into the center of the arena. It was really cool to get a 360 degree video of the inside. But honestly, I don't think the extra money was really worth it. You can get some great photos from just the basic ticket price. 
So the Colosseum is on every person's list to visit. It is really impressive. When you see it in person, it seems even bigger than you imagined it. It was interesting for me to learn that the reason part of the walls of the Colosseum are missing is because the stones were taken and used to build St. Peter's Basilica. And actually, I learned that this happened a lot over the years in Rome. Many buildings were dismantled so the stones could be used to build other things. Crazy, right? So I guess ancient Romans were very good at recycling. After the Colosseum, I visited Palatine Hill and the Roman Forum. These are two areas next to the Colosseum that contain a lot of ancient ruins and structures. I might have enjoyed this even more than the Colosseum, but it was so hot that I was constantly searching for shade. Also, it was late in the afternoon at this point and very crowded. So, I would recommend getting an early time slot for these activities. But I loved to see the ruins of old buildings. It is so interesting to me to imagine what life looked like a couple thousand years ago. Especially since in my country, very few things are more than a couple hundred years old. So day three ended with more gelato and another early bedtime. For the rest of my time in Rome, I would leave my Airbnb around sunrise, explore the city until around 11 or 12, then go back to my Airbnb and sleep for four hours. I would get back up and leave my Airbnb again by 5 p.m. to explore some more. I did this because it was really hot for me. The high temperature was near 80 degrees Fahrenheit or 25 Celsius. And it was just too hot for me. I come from a colder climate, and so being out in the heat is miserable. So by taking a nap during the hottest part of the day, it let me escape the heat and enjoy my time out in the city a little better. So over the next three days, I saw the Pantheon, which is really beautiful, the Spanish Steps, which is the widest staircase in Europe, Trevi Fountain, 
which is also beautiful. If you want to see these things in Rome, definitely get to those sites before 8 a.m. You will get much better photos and there will only be a few people around. Later in the day, the crowds are insane. (laughs) I actually just happened upon the Spanish steps on my way to the subway one day and couldn't believe how many people were around. It was about 4 p.m. in the afternoon and I had to nearly push my way through the crowd to get to the subway station. So I think my favorite thing I did in Rome was visit the ancient aqueducts. I did another tour through Airbnb for this. The tour was given by a guy named Maurizio, and it was just me and a couple from England. So it was a perfect tour with just the four of us. These aqueducts are really an engineering feat. It is so interesting how they were built. They were huge stone tubes that pulled water from the mountains to the city of Rome. There is one aqueduct that is still functioning today, and it is the one that brings water to the Pope. A lot of the aqueducts were dismantled over the years, and the stone was once again used to build other structures. But the pieces left are really cool to see. It's almost a bit haunting to see these huge pieces standing by themselves for hundreds and hundreds of years. I'll put some photos on Instagram for you to see. Another thing nice about this tour is you had to take the subway out of the city center to get there. So there were far less people around. It was really nice to just be out of the city for a couple of hours. And at the end of the tour, we got to try a local Roman snack called supli, which was delicious. It's a ball of rice with cheese and spices, and it is deep fried. (laughs) I have never seen this anywhere else I have been, but I loved it and then had to search for it everywhere I went after that. On my last day in Rome, I booked a tour to see the ancient Roman baths, the Baths of Caracalla. 
I took the earliest time slot, which was 9 a.m., and had the entire place to myself for at least 30 minutes. It was awesome. Again, you have to leave the city for this tour, which was so nice. And to have a place like this to yourself for most of the time, it was just a huge bonus. The structures still standing were enormous, and I loved to see the tile patterns from the floors. I imagine this was such a beautiful place to be during the hot Roman summers. I feel like I saw a lot of things during my six days in Rome. The two regrets I have are not seeing St. Peter's Basilica on the inside, which I mentioned before, and also not seeing the Leonardo da Vinci Museum. So, Definitely, I will be back to visit Rome someday. All roads lead to Rome, right? (laughs) Make sure you check out Instagram for some of my photos from my trip. If you are planning a trip to Rome, I highly recommend doing a tour of the aqueducts. It seems to be a hidden gem that a lot of tourists don't know about, but it's so worth it. You can even visit the aqueducts for free. The park is totally open, and you can walk to it from several subway stops. But I would still recommend doing a guided tour so you can learn about them. Anyway, that's all for this episode. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Colleen. If you would like to give any feedback regarding the episode you just heard or any suggestions for future episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at slowamericanenglish at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at slowamericanenglish. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks so much for listening.